Hello, I'm Jenny Lynch and this is the Creative Science Podcast. Hi, I'm Matilda and today's show is all about slime. It's slippery slime time with fascinating fast facts about liquids and viscosity, a deep dive into slimy molecules, a question about animal slime, an exploration of plant slime and slime moulds and a slimy substance for you to make yourself at home. Gear up your gooey brain because here come five fun and fascinating fast facts about the science of slime. Fact number one. Liquids can flow and they tend to fill the bottom of their container. Most slimy substances are liquids. If you leave a blob of slime sitting in a bowl, it will slowly ooze down to fill up the bottom of the bowl. Fact number two. A solid substance tends to hold its shape. A solid can be hard, like a rock, or soft, like a pillow. Some slimy substances are called semi-solids because they have a slimy texture, but they hold their shape. Think about the jelly that you might eat for dessert. It's pretty gooey, but it doesn't flow like a liquid. Fact number three. Water is a liquid, but it's not very slimy. Water is a very runny liquid, so we say it has a low viscosity. The viscosity of a liquid is a measure of how runny it is. Thicker liquids like honey or slime have higher viscosities compared to water. Fact number four. Water is also called H2O and it's made up of very small molecules. H2O is the chemical formula for water. The H2 part means two hydrogen atoms and the O part means one oxygen atom. So each water molecule is made up of just three atoms joined together and each atom is incredibly small. So water molecules are really, really small. Fact number five. To make a slimy substance, you need a chemical that has large molecules. In a slimy substance, the molecules are usually polymers, which are long molecules made up of smaller molecules that are stuck together. A polymer can be made up of hundreds of thousands of smaller molecules, a bit like a really long string of beads, where each bead is a small molecule and the string of beads is the long polymer molecule. Let's take a deep dive into a type of slime that you might have made yourself using glue and a chemical that's sometimes called slime activator. There are lots of different types of slime. There's butter slime, cloud dough slime, glossy slime, glittery slime and fluffy slime. If you've ever made slime yourself or watched super satisfying slime videos online, you might know that a common ingredient for making slime is glue. The glue used in a lot of slime recipes is called PVA glue, and the PVA stands for polyvinyl acetate. PVA has long molecules, so PVA glue is quite thick and it has a high viscosity, but the glue is not very slimy on its own. To turn PVA glue into slime, another chemical is added. Sometimes this chemical is in a solution called slime activator, and sometimes people use contact lens solution. Whatever the ingredients in a particular recipe might be, all of the recipes tend to have one thing in common. They all include some form of the chemical sodium tetraborate. The molecules in sodium tetraborate create cross-linking bonds between the long strands of molecules in the PVA glue, causing it to form a thick slime. If too much sodium tetraborate is added to the glue, there will be some solution left over that doesn't react, and this needs to be washed off the slime to make it safe to play with. Using slime activator or contact lens solution is a fairly safe way to make slime from PVA glue, but an adult should always be supervising when you make slime. 
Sodium tetraborate is also found in a product called borax, which is a chemical sold in the laundry aisle of the supermarket. This is not a safe chemical for children to use, and like a lot of chemicals found in the laundry aisle, it can be dangerous if used in the wrong way. So remember, it can be fun to make slime, but as with any experiment using chemicals, you should get help from an adult. And like any scientist working with chemicals, always keep chemicals and slime away from food and drink, avoid touching the chemicals with your bare hands, and wash your hands when you've finished. Now it's time for a question. Why do slimy animals have slime? There are a lot of animals that have slimy adaptations that help them to survive. Can you think of any slimy animals? Frogs and toads are pretty slimy. They have slime all over their bodies and the slime helps them to breathe. Can you do something for me? Take a deep breath in and breathe out again. What do humans use to breathe? We breathe with our lungs, and we have pretty big lungs, but frogs and toads have little tiny puny lungs, so they do some of their breathing through their skin. They can absorb oxygen through their skin when they're swimming underwater. When a frog or a toad is out of the water, the slime keeps their skin moist so they can absorb oxygen from the air. What about slimy worms? Worms have slime all over their bodies, and this helps them to slip through the soil. Worms don't have lungs at all, and they do all their breathing through their skin. A bit like a frog or a toad, a worm can absorb oxygen through the slime on its body. Other slimy animals in the garden are slugs and snails. They use slime to move around, and their slimy trails help them to slither and also stick to things so they can climb up walls. Fish have slippery, slimy bodies for a few different reasons. Fish slime helps to protect the fish from the water it's swimming in. Saltwater fish tend to lose water from their bodies, and freshwater fish tend to absorb too much water, and the slime on the fish's body helps to slow this down. The slime also protects fish from parasites, which are little creatures that can give the fish a disease. The slime on a fish also makes its body nice and smooth so the fish can swim through the water more easily. The slimiest fish of them all has to be the hagfish. If a hagfish is attacked, it can make litres of thick slime in a split second by releasing chemicals that mix with seawater to form slime. This thick goo can clog the gills of sharks and other predators, making them think twice about having hagfish for dinner. Plants can make slime too, and plant slime is called mucilage. This gloopy substance can give seeds a moist place to grow, and helps plant roots push through soil. Mucilage is also used by carnivorous plants to trap insects. The sundew is a type of carnivorous plant. When an insect becomes stuck in the sticky mucilage on a sundew leaf, the leaf curls around the insect's body and the plant slowly eats the insect. Mucilage is made of long molecules called polysaccharides. The poly in polysaccharide means lots, and the saccharide part means sugars, because these polymers are made up of lots of sugar molecules joined together. Plant slime has been used for thousands of years in traditional medicine, mostly for treating skin problems and sometimes to treat constipation. Maybe you can ask an adult you know if they've ever heard of psyllium husk, and I'll leave it up to them to tell you if they've ever used it to treat constipation. There is another type of very slimy living thing that isn't a plant and isn't an animal. It's called a slime mold, and there are lots of different types of slime molds. These bizarre organisms often live in leaf litter, and they have very complicated life cycles. 
Sometimes they appear as a gooey blob. One type of slime mold that lives in Australia has the scientific name Fulgioseptic, which sounds bad enough, until you find out that the common name for this bright yellow blob is dog vomit slime. If a slime mold doesn't have enough food or water, it can shrink and dry out to go into a type of dormant state. It can stay in this deep sleep for a long time until there's enough food and water for it to start growing again. In another part of its life cycle, a slime mold can make tiny, delicate and sometimes very pretty shapes called fruiting bodies. Jenny, don't you have a pet slime mold? Well, yes, Matilda, I did have a pet slime mold living in my kitchen for a while. Slime molds don't like light, so I kept Slimey the slime mold in a shoebox. It lived in a petri dish inside the shoebox and I fed it dried oats. Slimey started off about two centimetres in size, but after a few days it had grown too big for the petri dish, so I had to split it into two petri dishes. It just kept growing and growing until pretty soon I had slime mold in 12 petri dishes living in shoeboxes all over my kitchen. I had to let Slimey dry out and enter a dormant state before it could take over my whole house. Slimey the slime mold is still stored safely in my refrigerator, waiting for the next time I feel like having a slime mold for company. It's hard work keeping a pet slime mold in your kitchen, but you can try making a very slimy substance using the starch molecules in corn flour. Of course, you should tell an adult what you are doing and make sure you get their permission first. You will need one to two cups of corn flour. Some corn flour is made from wheat and that won't work at all. So make sure the corn flour you have is made from corn. You will also need a bowl, a large spoon and a small jug of water. You can add a few drops of food colouring to the water if you like. If you add yellow colour, your slime might even look a bit like a dog vomit slime mold. This activity should be done near a basin or the kitchen sink so you can easily wash your hands and clean up any mess. Start by placing most of the corn flour in the bowl. Keep some corn flour in reserve just in case you add too much water to the slime. Add a splash of water to the bowl and carefully mix it with the corn flour. Keep adding the water a little at a time, taking care to stir in all the water each time. Take your time and make sure you don't add too much water. Your slime will be ready when the corn flour is all wet and forms a thick liquid. Now it's time to test out your cornflower slime. First, try poking the slime quickly with your finger. Does the slime feel hard? Try poking it a bit harder. Does your finger poke down into the slime or does it stay on the top? Next, try picking up some slime in your hands and quickly rolling it into a ball. When you stop rolling it around quickly, what happens to the slime? Oh, it oozes between your fingers. Finally, get your hands really stuck into the bowl of slime to feel it ooze. Cornflower slime is called a stir thickening liquid because it becomes thicker the more you stir it up. If you stir a bowl of water, does the water get thicker and thicker the more you stir it? No, it stays the same. Cornflower slime becomes thicker when you stir it and when you stop stirring it, the slime becomes runny again. Pushing quickly on the slime makes the little bits of cornflour lock together, trapping water in between, and the slime feels hard like a solid. When the slime is moved more slowly, the little bits of cornflour have time to tumble over each other and the mixture flows like a liquid. On that slimy note, it's time for us to ooze our way out of here. Thanks for listening and remember to stay curious. The Creative Science Podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Bidjigal people. For more information about Creative Science Australia, visit creativescience.com.au.